<sighs> okay, here we go. Balance is something we don't think about very much after we learn how to do it as a child or until we start to lose it as a senior. But balance is crucial to healthy living. Personally, as part of my getting too fit to fracture protocol due to my recent diagnosis of osteoporosis, I'm focusing on maintaining my balance more and more. And in this episode, I'm going to explain why and how. My name is Brock Armstrong. Welcome to Second Wind Fitness. But before we get started, as you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But if you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob, if you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com slash coffee. You know, many of the people that I coach are in their 50s and 60s, and there are a few beyond that. And I was also recently diagnosed with osteoporosis myself, so maintaining my balance to prevent any type of falls, as much as I possibly can anyway, has become a big focus for me lately. So, let's take a look at how balance works, why we need it, and what we can do to maintain it. Now, if you pay attention to it, the world is always trying to tip you over in some pretty creative ways. I mean, the ground gets slippery when it snows or it rains, it gets slick with mud or other foreign substances, and it often is riddled with bumps and cracks and roots and branches. And, of course, our old faux gravity constantly pulls on us, as if it's just waiting for us to lose focus and take a tumble. The fact that we manage to stay upright the majority of the day is actually pretty incredible when you think about it. You know, for children, balance is something that requires a lot of practice. For adults, it's something we only think about and we only test its limits when we're doing something kind of daring, like parkour or doing something fun in a playground or something. But the older we get, the more the world seems to challenge our balance. So, okay, with that in mind, doesn't it sound like a good idea to keep practicing this? But before we get into that, let's talk about how we actually balance. How does this actually work? Well, according to vestibular.org, and you can go check that website out if you like, balance is achieved and maintained by a complex set of sensory motor control systems that include sensory input from our vision, proprioception from touch, and the vestibular system, which is motion and equilibrium and spatial orientation. So number one is our vision. Visual input provides an overview of our physical surroundings, of course. Then number two, 
proprioception, which is the nerves in our muscles and our connective tissues that relay information about our position in our physical surroundings. And number three, again, is vestibular system, or the fluid in our inner ears that acts as a kind of level, telling us where our bodies are in space. If one of these systems is impaired, the other ones can pick up the slack, kind of like a built-in failsafe. But this does become harder and harder as we age, as our vision weakens and our muscles atrophy, effectively weakening two of three of our systems that we rely on for good balance. But This isn't just a problem of age. Young people who want to enhance their athletic performance also need better balance. I mean, let's face it, balance is a large part of maintaining good, strong technique while you're skating, you're tumbling, you're running, you're jumping, you're cycling, you're throwing, and so on. Balance has also been shown in studies to predict injuries in athletes. Balance practice and even balance training has been shown to reduce the risk of injuries in soccer and volleyball players, and I'll link to the study that shows that in the show notes over at brockarmstrong.com. But let's look at standing still right now. I mean, being truly still requires all of your 600 plus muscles to be active at precisely the same time. And this is tricky and requires practice. I mean, just watch a toddler when they're learning how to walk. It takes some supreme concentration, some perseverance, and a whole lot of practice. Now, when you attempt to stand perfectly still, you likely feel a bunch of lurching motions happening all over your body, and this is totally normal. This is simply your body making its best guess as to where you are in space, over and over again. When your brain sends the message to stand still to the rest of your body, you might think your body would be 100% relaxed. But, once again, the world is working against your best wishes. There's wind and gravity, not to mention the gentle rotation of the earth, the swaying of the building you're in, yes, that does happen, and impairments in your nervous system, and many other factors are forcing your body to react, rebalance, and re-relax. This should be mostly unnoticeable, unless, of course, the wind is really high or the earth is off its axis or you just got off the, that ride called the Scrambler at the fun fair. And, but it should be mostly automatic, not requiring any thought or activity from you. Now, if you aren't able to stand still in the absence of these forces, then there's a problem with maybe your nervous system. And this can be either at the sensory level, your muscles are so tight that they can't determine their own position, or at the processing level, the information being transmitted through the spinal nerves is being degraded or blocked somewhere. Don't fret, there are things we can do about it, and I'll get to a couple of tests right away, but first, it's time to go pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. 
That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. Okay, so balance test number one. Take off your shoes and socks and stand with your feet pointing straight ahead, nice and parallel, with your feet hip width apart. Of course, we always do it that way. (laughs) How stable do you feel now? Are you wobbling? Can you feel your body reacting and readjusting? Now, close your eyes. Note if there are any changes between your feeling of stillness before and after closing your eyes. If you felt like you were moving around a lot more with your eyes closed, well, this is why. Like I said earlier, your eyes are only a small part, I mean one-third, of the sensory input system that you need for balance. Your muscles, tendons, and bones should know where they are without looking, but The worse they communicate with the brain, the more you rely on the eyes to make the corrections to your stability. Now, in order to get your body communicating properly, we need to stop forcing the eyes to do all the work. We need to wake up those muscles and joints and other proprioceptors, and we'll get into how to do that later. For now, let's move on to balance test number two. Number two is to stand on one foot, and same as before, with your foot nice and straight, right in front of you. Don't bend your knees or stick your arms out like a tightrope walker or grab onto something for stability. Just balance as comfortably as you can on one foot. If you need to stick your arm out and grab onto something, then that's okay, but go back to balancing as soon as you can because this might take some practice. Now, again, once you're feeling good and solid while standing on one leg, close your eyes. Now, how stable do you feel? Are you wobbling? Can you feel your body reacting and readjusting? We all have some whole body alignment problems. Yes, even me, after all these years. (laughs) Now, for the most part, in this comfy and heeled, shoed-wearing culture, our inability to balance is a result of our chronic failure to use the 33 joints that are in our feet which then causes a cascade of other issues. So, what can we do about this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here are some ways to improve your balance, and since we just talked about them, let's start with our feet. My number one recommendation is to go barefoot. Now, there was actually a scientific study that examined the effect of ankle taping on balance. Now, the researchers actually used barefooted people as the control group, and this is because their balance is actually superior to those in shoes. Now, the reason that we're so much better at balancing when we are barefoot is that we are no longer hiding or blindfolding those thousands of nerve endings on the bottom of our feet inside a cushioned shoe. Allowing them to actually feel their environment means those nerves can actually transmit all that valuable information that they're gathering to our brain and contribute to our ability to balance. Feet are, indeed, the foundation of most of our movement, but most of us have them immobilized, to some extent, for our entire adult lives. By simply going barefoot, more often, we can reconnect those nerves and relearn how to use that valuable balance input. Now, number two is strength. As we learned, 
balance isn't all about your ears and your eyes. You have to use your muscles to stabilize yourself. Sure, you don't need to get super muscly or look like a balloon animal or anything, but simply getting stronger certainly helps. And again, this is part of my getting too fit to fracture protocol that I learned from Dr. Gian Gregorio in a previous episode that you can find over at BrockArmstrong.com. It was great. But again, strong muscles, strong bones, and better balance will make you more mobile and less likely to fall over. And the internet has tons of exercises to improve your strength and balance, including my YouTube channel at BrockArmstrong.com YouTube. And you may think, yeah, these most of these exercises are specifically for seniors, but even if you're not a senior, I'm sure you can find ways to incorporate similar exercises into your routine. I know I do. Now, number three is to practice. Now, the two tests that we talked about earlier are great ways to actually practice your balance. They're not just tests. If you're feeling adventurous, you could also invest in a slack line. I know some people have those in their backyards or they take them to the local park. Or you can just buy some two by four beams and lay them on the ground or find random logs on the ground in a park. Anything like that will do. A few studies have actually shown that slacklining does in fact improve balance and postural control in, they were studying female basketball players, as well as a broader range of individuals in another study. And I don't just mean walking on the two by four beams or the random logs. You can try bear crawling on them, inchworming on them, crab walking on them. All of these are great movements to try on your homemade trapeze. And I've included one of my YouTube videos in the show notes for this episode showing how I do this. Now, number four is to learn to control your movement. You know, I was putting my running shoes on this morning to run to the beach and back, and while I was getting ready, I practiced my balance by standing on one foot, slowly reaching down to get my shoe, slowly sliding it on my foot, and then keeping my foot in the air while I slowly laced up my shoe. I made sure to maintain control throughout the entire movement. Now, this is just a thing you can build into your everyday practice, and it doesn't have to be just putting your shoe on either. But the key is to don't rush through the movements. Instead, move slowly, deliberately, and control that entire balanced motion. Now, number five is single leg exercises. Now, this one's a total no-brainer, but it's still worth mentioning. Exercises like single leg deadlifts, single leg squats, pistols, if you can do them, skater squats all demand that you employ your ability to balance and there's tons of yoga positions that do this too plus if you're using some weights then you're balancing under load which means that you will strengthen the muscles and prepare the connective tissue to better balance in the future and again i'll embed one of the videos i did was showing a single foot balance and strength workout over in the show notes at brockarmstrong.com and number six is to practice dynamic balance. Now, the kind of balance that's known as dynamic balance is most important to athletes. This is what gives them the ability to maintain posture, alignment, and control throughout any movement they do. And to get better at this, again, you need to practice it. 
In a study that I found over at the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, they had female athletes perform either a plyometric program, which is jumping that focuses on maximal effort and quick reactions, or dynamic balancing and stability using unstable surfaces. Now, the researchers measured the effect of both of those protocols on strength, power, stability, and impact force, and they found that both programs improved each measure, but... The balance program had a stronger effect on the dominant leg's ability to land softly, and the researchers wisely concluded that a combination of plyometric and balance training may further maximize the effectiveness of preseason training for female athletes. And other studies have supported that same conclusion too, that a combination of plyometrics and balance training can improve sprint performance better than without. And number seven is to make it part of your day, just like I was describing putting my shoes on earlier. And you know what? If you've been following me for a while, you probably saw this one coming. Dedicated exercise time is great. I love it. But finding ways to build movement practice into your day is absolutely the greatest. So to improve your balance, try things like this. Stand on one leg while you brush your teeth. Tightrope walk along those dividers between parking spots whenever you get a chance. Walk along the outside of the sidewalk. Wash your feet while standing up in the shower. Put your socks and your shoes on without sitting down. Instead of stepping over an obstacle, do a single leg hop over it. Look for every opportunity to invigorate those balancing muscles throughout your day. Now number eight is sleep. Now this one was a bit of a surprise, but stick with me here. There are many reasons to work on getting a good night's sleep, and this is just another one. The day after a night spent tossing and turning, your dynamic balance will be noticeably worse. Your ability to integrate sensory motor function with visual input, which is two of those three things that we talked about that give us balance, well, that decreases. Your postural stability gets wobbly after even a single night of sleep deprivation. And if you continue to sleep poorly, you impair your postural control. So there are many reasons to work on getting a good night's sleep, and this is just another one. And finally, number nine is to have good posture. Now, balance involves maintaining a stable, neutral spine no matter what you are doing. Posture is often overlooked, but it is important. If your head pokes out in front of your shoulders or your shoulders slump forward, you are out of position and likely will have a harder time balancing. Plus, you will have just allowed that 11 pounds of skull and brain to be tugged directly on by gravity, which is not great for your muscles or your balance at all. Now, okay, the final point that I want to make is that balance is more than simply not falling over. Having good balance means that we are in control of our bodies in space. We can choose our footfall, our body position, and our alignment at all times. Not falling over is a good starting point, of course, but just because you haven't fallen over in a while, or maybe ever, doesn't mean you have impeccable balance. 
our bodies contain a wondrous and complex coordination system that, without looking, lets us know where each cell, muscle, bone, and tendon is in space. Your brain has the remarkable ability to balance relative to yourself and relative to your environment, even when we are moving at high speeds through that environment. This is the level of fitness that we need to train for and continue to train for if we don't want to lose that ability. Balance work is truly a win-win-win situation. You win when you nurture your long-term future health, you win by decreasing your risk of falls and injuries, and you win as you improve your athletic performance through your strength and stability. And the best part is, you can do it right now, anytime, anywhere. Mom, my name is Brock Armstrong. Thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness.